You're listening to Ready, Set, Israel, a podcast sponsored by Hasbara Fellowships. The Biden administration recently committed $15 million in COVID relief to the Palestinians, intending to help the most vulnerable communities and ease food insecurity. Aid to the Palestinians so far has been a patchwork of the United Nations and different foreign players sending vaccine doses to either the West Bank or the Gaza Strip. This move comes after aid to Palestinians was suspended under the Trump administration. President Biden has expressed the desire to reverse the animosity created with the PA during his term. In addition to the aid for tackling the pandemic, the Biden administration is said to have earmarked to have earmarked up to $75 million in additional funds to help rebuild trust and goodwill. Such aid is likely slated for short-term projects like healthcare and civil society. Much of this aid that is allotted to help the Palestinians tackle COVID-19 and restore relationships, Israel has often been criticized for not taking more of an active role in aiding the Palestinian population during the COVID-19 pandemic that has undoubtedly affected their population dramatically. However, there is a lot of conversation about who exactly is responsible for the vaccination of the Palestinians. The international community would place the onus on Israel as the quote-unquote occupying power, but Israel will cite the Oslo Accords, which places healthcare responsibility on the PA. It is not entirely clear whose responsibility it is, but at this point during the pandemic, both Israel and the international community at large have taken steps to help the Palestinians in dealing with this pandemic. Some have condemned giving aid to the Palestinians given the current Palestinian policy of pay for slay, a policy rewarding terrorists and family members of imprisoned and deceased terrorists. In 2017, Congress passed the Bipartisan Taylor Force Act that puts an end to the Palestinian Authority's practice of using U.S. taxpayer dollars to finance this policy. The Biden administration argues that it can still restore the funding without violating the TFA because the goal is to provide humanitarian assistance. The question now is how influential this aid actually will be on the Palestinian lives and what we can expect as a result for the aid's restoration. For this, we're going to have to wait and see. This is Gianna Michelson from Ready, Set, Israel. Founded in 2001, Hasbra Fellowships was established to train students to fight anti-Semitism, anti-Israel delegitimization, and BDS on college campuses. Hasbra Fellowships has utilized training programs in Israel and on campus to prepare thousands of student activists and storytellers for Israel since then on over 100 campuses in the United States and Canada. Be sure to visit us at HasbraFellowships.org and consider supporting the podcast and the organization. Hasbra Fellowships is a 501c3 nonprofit organization. Known as Startup Nation, Israel has repeatedly proven to be one of the most innovative and entrepreneurial countries on the planet. Boasting one startup for every 1,400 people, Israel has the largest number of startups per capita in the world. Many of these startups in particular are in the field of technology. The startup accelerator known as Techstars recently selected 10 Israeli startups for the second cohort of its Tel Aviv program. This new cohort was specifically designed around startups creating innovative technology for a post-COVID world. This program will run for 13 weeks starting in April as the accelerator invests $120,000 U.S. in each company to support its development. One of the startups, 3Chrome, for example, is a Tel Aviv-based company developing an online tool to address so-called Zoom fatigue and facilitate people's ability to communicate more naturally online by using 3D video. 
Here with us today, we have our very own RSI director and a member of Startup Nation himself, Aton Rosenfeld, to discuss this issue. How are you, Aton? Simone, I'm doing great. How are you? I'm great. Thank you for asking. I'm also happy that you are doing great. All right, let's dive right into it and let's discuss Israel's position as the startup nation. Programs that exist in Israel, such as Techstars, certainly help incentivize and provide funding for selected startups. But what is it that makes Israel such an entrepreneurial country? And how else does Israel incentivize this entrepreneurial spirit? Simply put, Israel has no choice but to have an entrepreneurial spirit. Because of what Israel has gone through since its foundation in 1948, and the barriers that we've had to overcome as a people, we've had no choice but to innovate. We've had to grow into having an indomitable spirit. I mean, think about every war, every barrier, every setback that the Israelis people have had to go through. And the mindset is keep building, keep finding a way through. So when you have that mentality, you have no choice but to innovate and have an entrepreneurial mindset. And because Israelis are brought up like that, we see so many great companies being founded here, turning into billion dollar companies. Right, no, definitely good points and important to remember Israel's history. And like you said, how Israelis have had to be innovative and entrepreneurial. So Aton, moving to you, you work for tech startup IT Central Station. What is it that makes tech startups in particular so popular? Well, that's the trend of the future. You know, tech is where so much of the world's brain power is going. It used to be, you know, finance and banks, and it still is, but uh, as well as professional degrees. But tech allows one of the, the, is one of the greatest places, one of the greatest spaces to innovate, to come up with new things, to launch uh, launch new companies, launch new products that reach so many people. And, and to be frank, that's also where the money is at these days. Absolutely. So you sort of answered our last question, but I'm still going to ask it. Um, how do you see technology changing our future, especially post-COVID? And what role do you see Israeli startups playing in spearheading this change? Uh, Simone, do you drive a car? I am in my car right now. Yes, I drive a car. Um, do you have, is there like a, is there a microchip in your car that starts up your car? Most cars now have computers that start up your car. I'm unaware, but I would not be surprised you do. if there was. You definitely okay. do. Do you, do you have ways on your phone? I do. I use it to get here. So all of those things are developed by Israelis, are developed by Israeli companies. And... Uh, when you uh, when you use cloud services, when you use different video conferencing services, all of these things are have have something to do with the, with the Israeli startup nation, and and because going back to what we said in the beginning, that's the story of Israel. The story of Israel is we see a problem, and we find a solution to the problem because nobody else is going to help us. So we see a problem in the world. We see a problem that uh, an individual is facing, a company is facing, in many cases, a nation is facing. There are so, there's so much happening in Africa right now that, that Israel is helping to, uh, 
to build on a technical level. And we want to find a solution for that because we have to, because we feel there's no other choice. So wherever there is a, a problem that needs a solution, Israel will build, help to build, to find, try to find a way to build a solution for that problem. Thank you so much. And now on to Ellie with our campus story. Once again, because of the health restrictions, most students will not be able to celebrate Yom Ha'atzmaut, Israel Independence Day on campus. But I have a great news for all the students listening to the podcast today. For the second year in a row, more than 20 Jewish and Israel organizations are partnering to allow you to celebrate this special day from home. The program called Yom From Home will be on Thursday, April 15, and will offer sessions throughout the day and a big celebration in the evening. To learn more about this incredible program, we are joined today by Karen, a student at Maryland and a Stand With Us fellow, who's one of the students helping to plan this very, very special day. Good morning, Karen. Good morning, Ellie. How are you? Very good, and you. So great to have you here with us. So my first question is, uh, this year Young From Home is hosting three different sessions throughout the day. Can you tell more, Can you tell us a bit more about them? Sure. So one session is going to be about um, Israel's response to COVID and um, how that all went down. Um, another session is going to be about the Abraham Accords, the recent peace deals that Israel has made, um, which are quite historic, if you ask me. Um, and then the third track is what I personally have been working on over the past couple months, uh, which is um, you know, Israel's history where you'll get to do fun simulations and different tracks and um, you'll get to assume an identity and pretend like you're living Israeli history. Wow, that session sounds really awesome. I'll be hosting uh, the Q&A between uh, a UAE activist and an Israeli activist. So that's definitely also going to be very interesting. And, uh, and apparently there's a big celebration happening in the evening. I've been told some pretty big names will, uh, will be present. Can you tell us more about that? Sure. So um, first, we're going to start off with a Q&A with Amit Rahav, who was one of the stars of Unorthodox, uh, which was a really good show. You should check it out on Netflix if you haven't seen it. Um, then I have the distinct honor of doing a, two, a Q&A with Tahir Haim, who, is, um, who was part of the band Awa, which was like a Yemenite band. Um, you know, she started with her sisters and now she's uh, making a solo debut. So that's super fun. Um, and then we're going to have very own uh, exclusive performance from Hadak Nakash, which is going to be absolutely amazing. Yeah, I'm very excited for this entire day and especially uh, the concert. So Karen, thank you so much for joining us today. If you want to learn more about Young From Home and sign up for one of the sessions, check out the website www.youngfromhome.com. Thank you so much to everybody for listening. We hope you enjoyed this episode and make sure to follow us at Said Israel on all of our social media platforms to keep up with the latest news about our podcast. Until next Thursday, that's Said Israel.